Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors side, Jess Riker. The Toronto Raptors continue to make free agent moves, and the, the Raptors are bringing in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, potentially, in my opinion, the steal of the offseason. The steal of the offseason. Well, Ben, we're going to have to break this down like wholeheartedly because a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to have criticisms that both Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson they played together in university. They both had high expectations coming in as long, athletic defenders, and both sort of underachieved. I think Stanley Johnson more than Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, but I think that with the developmental staff that we have, and that's going to be the pivotal key here, right, whether or not they become rotation pieces, mm-hmm. we're bringing them into an environment where they can both thrive. And I agree with you, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson to date has had a better career in the NBA, super inconsistent, a little bit injury riddled, but he has some upside, Ben, and that's what we're going to talk about. Certainly. So if you look at his stats from last season, it looks like he had a, a regression. It looked like he kind of he was on a trajectory where he was going to fulfill his potential as an athletic wing that was learning how to score and obviously be the defender he was touted as coming into the league and his jump shot was improving. But last year, he didn't he didn't live up to expectations. He averaged eight uh, nine points per game, still had solid rebounding numbers, five a game for a small forward. His three-point percentage went down to 18%, which is pretty rough, and didn't have the greatest field goal percentages. His shooting splits just weren't really there, even shooting 64% from the free throw line. Now, this is pretty poor, but if you look at some of the stuff that was going on with the Brooklyn Nets that last season and through Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's career, he even came out and said that last year was a roller coaster of a season with various injuries. And, you know, he's quoted on saying sometimes when you, you get hit in the face with adversity and that's just God seeing how well you bounce back. And now Rondé Hollis-Jefferson has a chance to bounce back because I mentioned he was on a trajectory that looked like he was going to become a very strong NBA player. In his third season, the season prior to last, he was averaging 14 points per game, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, almost a block a game, with pretty almost close to 50% shooting from the field uh, in, in terms of 2-point range. His 3-point percentage still wasn't there, but better than 18% at 24. But showed that he could be a very solid scorer in this league and obviously play phenomenal defense. Riker, you brought up the developmental staff. Could, you know, the coaching staff, Nick Nurse, get the most out of this guy and bring him back on the trajectory to a very solid two-way player in this league? I think absolutely, Ben, because you look at Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's highlight reel, and it's basically all highlight reel blocks, which is something that Mm. is pretty endearing for me as a guy that you're bringing in to fill in one of the best defensive player players in the NBA slot, right? Because he's going to come into that Kawhi Leonard position. So whether or not he comes in and starts fighting for OG's minutes or, I guess, getting a good competitive rivalry between himself, Stanley Johnson, OG, there's going to be a bu- Patrick McCaw, there's going to be a bunch of players yep. that we're going to be talking about. But it's it's the same way that you said. If you look at his numbers, right, because it you can almost discredit last season because it was up and down for him. But he was on an upwards trajectory, right? He was getting... Yep. Decent minutes on a decent squad, right? They were starting to work their way up. He's shooting by far the best percentage between the new guys that we've acquired uh, in terms of the field. Now, three-point shooting is dismal, but albeit he's shooting less than one per game roundabouts. Mm -hmm. So a guy with that kind of motor... You can draw parallels between him and Pascal Siakam in the terms that Pascal Siakam came in very raw with a high engine, virtually could not take an attempt from outside the three-point line, uh, really had no jump shot mechanics whatsoever, 
whether we're going to be that patient with Rondé Hollis Jefferson to allow him time to develop is yet to be seen, um, especially when you want to make an impact as a championship contender. And that's going to be the challenge this entire season long is how quickly can you get value from these players that you're bringing in. But I, I could see him actually being pretty good at some point. Well, Riker, you brought up phenomenal defender. And these are the types of players that Masai Ujiri goes after, and he's had a lot of success with. And he came into the Toronto Raptors just on a minimum deal, and the the media report, once we saw that he signed, the, the reporter, I forget who broke the news that he was signing with the Toronto Raptors, said that he's looking to rehabilitate his value, re, re-up his value going into next year for a contract season. So he's with us on the minimum, you know, looking to improve his game and really prove to the rest of the NBA that he is the player that everyone expected him to be after that third season in, in the NBA. So that's that's encouraging because the last time he took a risk on this guy, a player like this, was Bismack Biombo. We all remember the season that he had for the Toronto Raptors, ended up getting a massive contract for himself. And, you know, we've seen it not just with players that are free agents, but Masai Ujiri taking risks in the draft with later picks on guys that are focused on defensive players and still have some holes in their offensive game. But, you know, as as we've been talking about this whole offseason, the Raptors development staff knows how to take an athletic, gritty, aggressive player and turn polish up their offensive game enough to where they're very, you know, at very strong force on the, on the NBA basketball court. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. Now, a couple of things that I like that about him coming in is mm-hmm. how much we, like I said, that we've stacked that position now. And not with great players, right? Certainly not with mm-hmm. great players. But we have a lot of guys now that, the given the opportunity, right, we, we will hopefully see somebody come out of the pack, right? Whether or not yep. that's OG, whether or not it's Stanley Johnson, Ronnie Hellis Jefferson, Patrick McCaw, at least it gives us options to say, all right, we're losing probably the best player in the NBA, if not the best two-way player in the NBA. That can probably be a hands-down mm. compliment to give Kawhi Leonard. So we're not saying yeah. we're going to put all that trust now into Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and expect that we're actually going to be a good, consistent team. We have four good guys that are solid defensively no matter what, and if they're not yeah. going to give you the production and they're not going to give you the mindset to continue developing their game, then next-man-up mentality, you know, that mm. person would be stuck on the bench. The second thing that I like, and we'll break this down further, this is just an exciting piece to build off, is as we bring in these guys, we're building up our asset base, right? So if Masai wants yep. to swing into a into a deal later on the season, even this offseason, we'll bring up Bradley Beal in a future podcast, right? Now we have players that are disposable, whether or not it's our core guys in OG that already have a bit of stock value in a trade, or you know these new guys play up and earn a bit of respect, and then we package them up. I like that you know we're not sticking to an eight-man shell. We're giving ourselves a lot of wiggle room at the beginning of the season certainly it's always good to have versatile players especially the wing position because when you can defend you can play at least the two the three and the four in the current nba right you can be put in slotted into whatever position it's expected of you and this spot is completely wide open none of these players are going to step in and be Kawhi leonard and take that limelight and anything like that but the only people in our starting lineup that are for sure established right now going into next season i think it's exclusively Pascal Siakam and maybe Kyle Lowry, but Fred Van Vliet's going to be knocking on the door for some minutes. And the the common theme with the players that Masai Jerry currently has been put, filling into this Toronto Raptors roster is all scrappy guys. All guys that are fighting, defensive-minded, and that are looking to prove themselves in the NBA. And you brought it up. When you got a crop of players like that, 
one of them, you just got to hope one of them comes out of the muck and proves to the to the team, proves to Nick Nurse that they deserve the minutes that they could they've polished their yeah. game to the point where they can put the ball in the court as well as defend now, guard I got a question and all these for you types then. of things. I have a question mm-hmm. because we have Stanley Johnson and Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. They both played together in Arizona in university. They were in the same mm-hmm. draft class. Stanley Johnson going eighth, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson going twenty third. Both with defensive identities haven't really found their way yet on offense. You could say the exact same thing about Patrick McCall. We'll have a full video breaking him down as well because we've re-signed the three-time, three-year champion. Um, But all defensive guys, and you could also say the same about OG Ananobi, and none of them yet have really shown that they are a a shot creator. None of them have shown that they're consistent in making any sort of shot. Who do you see taking the biggest stride? Who do you see being the one and two guy out of those four? The one and two guy. I think the one guy is going to be OG Ananobi. I think what he showed the rookie season, just how he was able to guard. I've never seen a rookie come in and have that mentality just on the defensive end of wanting to guard the best player on the other team and his ability to down. He wasn't super consistent from three his rookie year, but he seemed to hit the big ones. We remember that playoff series against the Wizards, even a couple games against LeBron. Game three, I think, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. OG hit a clutch three that would have won us the game if it wasn't for LeBron's fadeaway in the corner. OG just got this mindset that I that has won me over. Last season was a bit of a write-off due to injuries, all the stuff that happened, but that rookie year, he, he convinced me that he's going to be a player in this league, whether it's a star, whether it's a starter. I think he's just got the mindset to really be a starter, be a guy that's to be feared in the NBA. So I think OG is going to take that leap next year. But if I had to choose a second guy, and this is why I say he's the steal of the offseason, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Now, I know his jump shot is probably the most shoddy out of all, all of the four players we mentioned, but I think he has the most polished rest of his game. I think the rest of his game, he's shown that he has a handle, he's able to pass the ball, his defense is there as well, like all four of the players, but the way that he gets the rim and his spin moves and his finishes around the rim, I've been really impressed from what I've seen of not just highlights, but of the few games we've seen him play against the Toronto Raptors. He looks like a guy that can really slash the rim and has the best handle out of these players. And, you know, we it, the one thing that a lot of people discredited OG and McCall last season was when they're on the court, they have the intangibles. They have the, the three-point shot and the, the everything you want if you had a mix of good attributes to put into a basketball player, you'd say that OG and McCall have a lot of those assets, but they didn't look super comfortable in the game. And I think a lot of that with OG specifically was the fact that he didn't get a lot of run in the injuries. He just couldn't get into a rhythm. But when you watch Rondé Hall's Jefferson play, he looks very comfortable on the court, even without a jump shot, at least from what I've seen of him. He looks very fluid. He's a good cutter. He, he has a very good feel for the game. I feel like those guys, mixed with athleticism and strong worth ethic and a motivation to play, those are the guys that usually come out on top and establish their games to the next level. Yeah, and Ben, you'll be shocked to hear me say this, but I'm glad that Nick Nurse likes to run for this situation only, I'm glad that Nick Nurse likes to run a 10-12 man rotation during the regular mm-hmm. season. And it feels dirty coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> the simple fact is they're all going to be given the opportunity to get minutes, right, throughout the regular season, especially coming off the bench. And mm-hmm. they're all big, they're all long, they're all athletic. Mm-hmm. We're saying that Stanley Johnson is what almost 250. He's got a bit of uh, weight on Stanley- him. 
Yeah, Stanley Johnson's a bigger fellow. He's like a bigger fellow. Rondé Hollis Je- Jefferson, pretty muscular. Patrick McCaw, you can slide down to the two. They're all going to get minutes, and they're all going to get run. So the question is, it's exactly like you're saying, who's just going to relish the opportunity? Who's going to seize the moment and step up and become the next big-time starter? You know, and not necessarily big-time, but just the next competent starter. And uh, and then the rest mm. of them will still be able to showcase what they have on the bench. And then, like I said, it'll, it'll be good because we'll have a lot of people to work with, and then we'll tighten up as the time comes, and Nick Nurse will do what he does best. Certainly. And you brought up the 10-12 the man rotation, and that's something we did last season as well. People kind of tend to forget about that. Nick Nurse ran a lot of players to figure out what lineups worked. We had a lot of talent on this roster, and you know the fact that Nick Nurse was able to play these guys, we got to see the different mix and matching of players and see what worked best and see what players could really step up in the moment. I think that's a valuable thing to do in the regular season. Would I like to see that happen in the playoffs? No, you want to know what your best lineups are in the playoffs and what things you can throw against different matchups, but I'm in full agreement. I'm excited to see the different lineups Nick Nurse is going to throw out next season, but let's know what you guys think. Do you think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was the steal of the offseason so far, or are you more hyped about Stanley Johnson or McCall or one of these guys? Let us know in the comment section below. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You're the best. Riker, do you have any last words? That's it for me, Ben. We got a lot of fellas coming into the Raptors, and uh, we thought it was going to be all gray clouds from here on out after we lost Kawhi, but the sun is shining. Uh. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>